Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Broncos country. Welcome to another draft profile from Mile High Broncos podcast at Fans First Sports Network. My name is Tim Lynch, and I have here with me a Chris Hart. And we're going to be discussing more college players this week. Uh, I know last week we left off hinting that we'd cover more defensive players to close things out. But as we were looking at things over the weekend with Sean Payton coming in, you know, it just doesn't make sense to to just keep to do deep dives into defense. This is going to be kind of a we're going to be learning a lot about the offense. We're going to probably see a couple of offensive players go early. Uh, so we're just going to keep it with the offense this week to close things out. Uh, we've got three more profiles to do ahead of the Thursday draft. So stick with us. Uh, we're going to start with a running back from Oklahoma, Eric Gray. Uh, he's 5'9", 205 pounds. Uh, he ran a pretty poor 40-yard dash at the Combine, 4.62. Um, did 14 reps on the bench uh, and is shuttle was 4.1 uh what can you tell us about us uh, about eric gray chris sure uh eric gray uh he was a four-star recruit coming out of high school and he originally committed to the tennessee volunteers uh back in uh 2018 2019 he had spent two years there uh jeremy pruitt was their head coach and he was kind of in a group of rotating backs they had like two to three running backs that they rotated a lot he was productive there. Um, he played 22 games in those first two years as freshman sophomore seasons, and he amassed uh, 1,300 rushing yards and eight touchdowns on 258 carries. Uh, he also had 43 catches for 369 yards and added three scores receiving. Uh, just due to the fact that there were so many different recruits there, he decided to transfer to Oklahoma 
in 2021. Uh, and unfortunately, in his first year with the Sooners, uh, you know, he was hoping to get an expanded role there, but he was second fiddle to Kennedy Brooks there, who had a really, really good season uh, in 2021. Um, but uh, this last season, he had a chance to be the guy, and he took it with command. He, he took over that offense and really helped out the Sooners. Uh, he had about 1,400 rushing yards. Uh, and 11 touchdowns and also had a career best 33 receptions for uh, 229 yards, uh, showing his receiving prowess there as well. Uh, things that I like about him, he's always been productive. Even though he split time, he was uh, basically averaged about 5.7 yards per carry throughout his career. Uh, in this past year, he had averaged 6.4 yards per carry. Like you had mentioned, um, he's a smaller runner, five foot nine, about two hundred and seven pounds. He's he's compact though. He's got good balance. What I like most about him is how instinctive he is. Uh, you, you look at running back prospects, and everyone's a little bit different. But when you watch him, especially his highlights or anything, he just has a really good feel for rushing lanes and knowing where to go. He's got great vision. He's very patient. Uh, uh, you know, gap schemes when he's got someone leading the way for him. He he, he really knows how to utilize those blockers to his advantage. Um, I think he's a true three-down potential back just because he's got such legitimate chops as a receiver. Um, like like you said, at 4.62, he's not the fastest, but he's got really good short area quickness. And within that first 10 yards, he's quite decisive and he, he, he gains a lot of ground quickly. He's never going to be a long speed home run threat. He's not going to, you know, take it 70, 80 yards uh, in the NFL and how is it like that? Um, but he's a, he, he, he's just a very consistent player. Uh, he didn't have any fumbles in college, so that's always a plus. I know that fans listening right now, you know, the past few years have a little bit of PTSD from the Melvin Gordon fumbles, uh, and they still might never forget him for that. So if you're looking for a running back who doesn't cough up the ball, Eric Gray is definitely that. And I just think he's a good fit for Peyton's offense. He, he would raise the floor of this running back room. He does everything well. He doesn't really super excel in any certain area, but he's just a jack-of-all-trades guy who's going to add value to the team. And Sean Payton's the kind of coach that could uh, draft him and get some good production out of him immediately. You know, as you were talking there, I, I started to think about C.J. Anderson. Um, you know, he was undrafted, obviously, but he was kind of a shorter back. I think he probably was a little bit heavier um than 209 but you know it, it, as a comp would you say there that there's some similarities there you know cj anderson was never going to take it to the house but he had that low center of gravity he would bounce off players get between the tackles have good burst like cj anderson wasn't fast but you give him a hole and he's he's getting through that hole and he's getting 10 yard gain uh you know so he's a good good back for us obviously during the super bowl runs um uh, you know what would that be a good comp or is there some, some, some differences uh, there that, that might stand out? Uh, well, both of them are, you know, with CJ, he had really good vision. Uh, he just had a good feel like Gray does for rushing lanes and just being productive. And I think with Anderson, he got, he made the most of every carry. And that's something that when you watch a uh, Gray play, it's quite similar. If, if I had to compare Gray really to anybody um, it wouldn't even be a Broncos comparison here. I, I would think maybe Miles Sanders for the Eagles. Um, oh, just someone just someone who, uh, well, I don't think he did. I don't know who he ended up signing with in free agency. Um, but someone who just does everything pretty good, but he doesn't really excel in any certain facet of the game. 
but catching the ball, very reliable, uh, very just productive in general. And he, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy to where you give him 250, 275, 300 carries in the season, mm-hmm. but kind of having Sean Payton's offense or most offenses in the league now are predicated on having at least two backs who, who can get a good workload in. He's someone who can come away and, and get immediate reps. So I think Sanders is a good comparison. Um, the shiftiness. Yeah, he, he went to Carolina, actually. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that would be my comparison to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Anderson, when he was here, he was he was a solid back. So, uh, you know, with, with Gray, I, I just really like him. He, he's, he's just one of the more pleasing prospects to watch on tape just because – he, he, he was just consistent. He was productive. And, and that's something that the Broncos need just because, you know, obviously we still don't know how Javante Williams is going to come back from injury. Everything seems to be going along well with rehab. Uh, but with Samaje Perrine really being the only option on the roster right now to take legitimate carries right now, we know that the Broncos are going to draft a back. It's just a matter of when, and with all the prospects that we've discussed the, the past couple of weeks, uh, I'd be surprised if it's not one of them. Gray would be yeah. Gray would be a good one. I, I'd really like him. Yeah, and I really don't think Javante Williams is going to be ready week one. Uh, he might be running week one, but I don't think he'll get his, his explosive explosiveness and because he's he's a very physical runner, and I just don't think he's going to be a hundred percent until probably much later in the year, if not next year, to be honest. So we'll see. Um, you know, I've seen a couple of players come back from that injury but they really don't look right that first year back. And, you know, it is what it is. So I, I, I do think running back is going to be one of those positions they're looking at in the third round. And, you know, I think that's why we're hitting running backs so heavily. Uh, you know, a lot of fans might not like that, but, you know, there's a lot of running backs in this class and we want to cover that ground and get familiar with these guys. And because um, I'm, I'm convinced they're going to go after one of them. Um, sure. You know, and in, in your draft profile this morning on Eric Gray, um, you had noted that he was an early day three prospect uh, before we started recording and you were upgrading it to a third rounder. What, what makes you feel like his draft stock is rising? Sure. Yeah. I mean, he, there's a lot of well-respected draft analysts out there. And one of mine, uh, my favorites is Dane Brugler from The Athletic. He's just been a phenomenal writer uh and personality regarding the draft for a long time and have a lot of respect for the work that he puts out. And he's one of his top 100 players. And he's someone along with uh, Tony Pauline uh, with Pro Football Network that really seemed to think that Gray's gaining a lot of steam. Uh, You know, I had mentioned that he was with the, the volunteers and then went to Oklahoma and he did face some adversity there and he didn't get to be the guy he was hoping to be in 2021. But he took it in stride and he, he learned how to be a pro. Uh, he, he took getting relegated, you know, in 2021 quite well. And he, he excelled this year. And when you see what he can do on tape and just how productive and consistent he is, every team is going to be interested in having a back like that in the rotation. He might never be an all-world beater, uh, top five running back in the league, but he's someone that as a rookie – just given you know his amount of reps that he's had in different looks and different offenses at Tennessee and Oklahoma, running in gap schemes, running in duo schemes, running in zone schemes. He's someone who has a really good understanding of what it takes to be running back and what's responsible for him. And that sort of 
benefit and experience really bodes well for him. And I, I just think that based on the word from, you know, Pauline and Brugler and other respected people, he seems like a guy that's just going to go a little bit higher than some would think. So that's kind of why I'm upgrading him to that third round range based on that. Um, and honestly, at 67 or 68, we've talked about a lot of different running backs in our podcast covering these guys. And there's a ton of dudes in that area. And it's gray would, you know, I might prefer because I'm, I'm a little bit gritty and would like to get a player like him in the fourth. But if he's someone that Peyton uh, decides to draft in the top of the third, I don't have a problem with it because he's going to come in right away and he's going to get reps. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, you know, maybe 800 to 900 and maybe a thousand yards all purpose. Who knows? I mean, he's just he's he's someone who's going to make the most of his opportunity wherever he lands. And it's one of the reasons why I'd like to have him on the Broncos. Yeah, and that's uh, you know you touched on a point that, that that I keep coming back to is that there's just a lot of running backs in this class that could have day one impact, and they're going to be in the third fourth round range. Um, I mean, it might even make sense just to let the chips fall as they may and wait until your fourth round pick to to get a running back. Um, you know, they're not all going to be taken in the third round. They just the can no. they, they just won't it just won't happen. So. You know, it's one of those things, though, if you really like a guy, uh, if the Broncos really like a guy, they're going to have to use that early third round pick or wheel and deal, trade back a little bit and then then get him or something like that. But, you know, what do you think about their options in, in the third round for for getting a running back? Uh, really good. Um, obviously, they're not going to get Bajan Robinson. He's not going to be there. Jameer Gibbs isn't going to be there, but we've covered Tank Bigsby before. Uh, I think Zach Charbonnet at uh, UCLA is someone that have, you know, some have linked to the Broncos. He'll probably be there. Um, obviously, we're talking Eric Gray. He could be there. We've talked Ty J. Spears. Um, honestly, the versatility that he brings that I'd mentioned in the prior podcast probably is worth that third round value. But, uh, you know, according to some reports from some of the guys I'd mentioned earlier, He's has kind of a poor medical grade coming out with multiple ACL tears, so he could be down. But when I think about what the Broncos need in this draft and who their head coach is, what's a position that they could really maximize early and get efficiency and productivity out of? I think it's running back. And I think that um, any of the guys that we've mentioned covered thus far, plus one that we're going to get into next uh, would be good options for them. So if there was a position that the Broncos had to target, at 67 or 68, I think running back might give them the most bang for their buck. Um, and I know that people are like, oh, we, we traded up for Javante Williams and spent a second rounder. We don't need to spend another high draft pick at running back. At this point in time, Denver doesn't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. And they've only got five picks altogether. So for me, you know, maybe you could take a guy and hope that he develops in a couple of years, you know, Sean Payton and George Payton were talking in the pre draft presser the other day, you know, we'll evaluate players thinking, you know, they'll contribute on special teams year one, maybe by year two or year three, they'd be a starter or whatnot. I'm of the opinion, you know, they can find a player, especially at running back at 67 or 68, who's going to come in right away and make a difference. And you can't always say that for various positions in the NFL draft, especially offensive linemen, defensive linemen, maybe even wide receiver just because the learning curve is so high. But if you've only got five picks, but you've got an offensive-minded head coach, 
that has shown great ability to get the most out of running backs, just taking one that early and getting it done with, it makes sense to me. Perfect sense. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Then, so we'll wrap this one up. Um, We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do another running back on Tuesday and then we'll close things out with actually with the tight end. So, um, but we'll, we'll keep the name secret. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to, to find out who we're going to cover. Um, but that's all we got here today. Have a, have a great day and uh, go Broncos.